OJ Howard at some point is going to get his fill. He oh, is, be quiet. No, you don't didn't. Don't give yeah. it so talented. <laughs> I believe <laughs> I don't want to hear it. No, you didn't. Oh, the worst That's because they played the Cardinals. Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> they played the Cardinals. What up, what up? Welcome to the Fantasy Fame Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey. On the mic with my brother's friend and our cousin, Keele. You can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're on most podcast platforms, including iTunes and now on iHeartRadio. Week 10 is in the books, so let's just kick it right off. We got some injuries. Matt Breida, who's not missed a game yet in his NFL career, never missed a game in college or high school, sprained his ankle. He's looking at a multiple-week absence. Are you guys starting Mostert and or Jeff Wilson as potential flexes in this three-headed monster scenario with Tevin Coleman? It's not well, terrible. Yeah, when Tevin Coleman missed time um, early in the season, Jeff Wilson was the goal line back and... It worked out well for all three Mostert of them. Was, Mostert was the receiving back, <laughs> I think, right? Wasn't it something yeah. like that? Um, so there could be relevance for one of the two. I'm not going to say both. Um, but there is, I think, relevance for him. Granted, Matt Breda has, you know, he has a specific spot in that offense and his role in that offense as opposed to Tevin Coleman who I think does a little bit more um but I think that one of the two could benefit from him being out and I think it's going to be Raheem Oster yeah that's who I would definitely target but Wilson he could he'll probably vulture some touchdowns but he could be that guy I mean the games he played I think he got what 40 yards and like two touchdowns right Wilson is more of Wilson is that is that goal line back so Breda's not so I'm kind of leaning more towards Mostert because at least Raheem Mostert can, you know, does more things in that regard. He can catch more passes just like Breda can. So. And they're playing Arizona this week. Oh, yeah. God. Rematch. So I think Arizona is giving up over 300 in the air and over 100 on the ground. So it, it should be a, a, a pissed off game for the Niners after losing a very heartbreaking game to Seattle last night. It's weird scheduling, too, that they would play just two weeks ago. Not even because they played on Thursday night. Oh, yeah. So it's like technically less, yeah. Yeah, that's but that's uh, it, it happens. <laughs> it, of, it happens sometimes, but it's. I think the 49ers make a big statement, like you said, uh, after their loss to Seattle. Oh yeah. And speaking of the 49ers, Emmanuel, his name is Sanders. Game time decision. Do we even really know what actually happened to him? I don't think so. Has anyone said anything? Um, first off, I thought you were going to go into one of those hymns from church, like Emmanuel. It, it pretty much was. Okay. Like, it was great. I like, I I like, I like I the sentiment. Um, he's been a revelation for this 49ers receiving court that looked yeah, he has. kind of brutal um, before they traded for him. Uh, yeah, I don't, know what's been, I don't know what exactly happened. It's definitely not good news, but if all signs point to how Emmanuel Sanders usually handles injuries, he, he could be back this week. He is one tough guy. Um, but if he is not back, and I'm sure we'll probably get to this, is that Debo Samuel is still available in uh, some leagues, whether it's CBS, ESPN, Yahoo. He is available, and he looked great as a fill-in for Emmanuel Sanders uh, last night. Looks like a running back. He just, like, runs over people. He's a, he's a bowling ball. Yeah, he is. He's a big boy. But it's interesting to see what they're going to do with Emmanuel Sanders because they, they probably could beat the Cardinals. I mean – Let's be Anybody real. Can, I, mean, I feel like a lot of the Cardinals. Without Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle appears to be back too probably this week, I imagine. So if he's back, I don't see – like I feel like if one or the other plays, then the other one may not. 
or they may sit both of them out. Who knows? Because it's not really a must win, but it's a it's a game they can easily win. Well, the thing with the thing with Kittle is that Arizona is this is everybody knows this at this point is they are the worst team against the tight end position. So if if Kittle is going to play, he is going to eat. Um, he if if any random tight end like Tyler Eifert or any you know certain tight ends can go uh, go bananas or sorry to refer to last year we're going to go coconuts coconuts yes uh, against the Arizona Cardinals in the tight end position and their covering of the tight end position I think George Kittle can make them look stupid so dude if Kittle doesn't play then would you pick up his backup I don't even know who his backup is at this point it's either Garrett Selleck no Selleck was out the other day so it's like Swelly yeah, it's swelling. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not looking to pick up no names. <laughs> um, I saw a bunch of people picking him up, though, in my leagues, and I was like, ooh, mm, yikes. Granted, you, he you did have, have him, bro. It, what is it, a, two games ago when he filled in for him? He did have, like, I think he had, like, seven fantasy points, which... Uh, for a tight end, end it's, not, it's uh, not awful. No, so it's, it's something to monitor. Uh, the 49ers are a very good team this year, and they might be looking towards the postseason for the health of their guys. So... They're just going to hope that the defense can shut them down. So we might see Emmanuel Sanders sit this week. I don't think they need him. Yeah. And from what the coach is saying, Kyle Shanahan, that Dante Pettis is going to receive even less opportunities because he hasn't been taking advantage of what he's been given. Is, God, he's bad. That's a disappointing. Bad, bad is when you bad is when you're given the opportunity and you don't get like don't fulfill it. But he hasn't either given the opportunity or fulfilled it. Like he's just been nothing. I mean, he's been all nothing. We had the chance to trade him in the sports con league too <laughs> early and... in the season. And we were like, oh no, let's keep him. We want to keep he's, him. He's fast. He's Damn. young. He, he sucks. But he is not Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> he stinks. He stinks. He really he does. Done anything. They haven't even used him. It feels last, like last year. I don't know. It's weird. Last year, he looked so good when he was given the opportunity, which is why he was so touted this offseason as but also, their number one. Like, oh, Okay, Dante he Pettis. Was receiver going to, going yes. to but also me. remember that last year, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play. That's right. Our boy Nick Mullins. So, Nick Mullins and C.J. Bethard. Love Nick Mullins. Bethard. Um, Bethard. He, he, those two were the quarterbacks of the 49ers last year, so Jimmy has his favorite guys. Obviously, we know who they are. And yes. since they landed Emmanuel Sanders and you know George Kittle, it's just that's who he's feasting on. Throw to uh, Debo. Throw to my boy Debo. Debo. Yeah. And then they have somebody like Jalen Hurd coming back at some point. He was another, you know, Kendrick young, Bourne. talented guy. Kendrick Bourne, Trent Taylor. Taylor guy, yeah. They have a lot Kendrick of talent. Bourne, oh, my goodness gracious. He's like the fifth string yeah. wide receiver scoring touchdowns on Monday Night Football. Good for you, pal. The Atlanta Falcons with, as I've read, the biggest upset of the season so far, beating the New Orleans Saints at home. What an atrocious showing by the New Orleans Saints. But back to the Falcons. Devonta Freeman could miss potentially two weeks with a foot sprain. Um, I'm going to ask you guys if you like Brian Hill because I don't. He averaged three yards a carry on 20 carries. Austin Hooper is also out. He's going to be out for a few weeks as well. I just think they're going to throw the ball to my boy Julio even more. And Calvin Ridley is going to be a bigger part of the show as well. I just think that Brian Hill is going to get the opportunity at least. And that's the thing. Like you, When a running back steps up, and is going to give him the op- he's given the opportunity to actually start and receive the ball a bunch of times. They're playing Carolina outside. It's their first outside game, I believe, of the season. I think that warrants a pickup and to put him on your rooster. 
rooster. Chances are, if you maybe if you're like an Aaron Jones owner this week and you really need someone, or if you need a flex spot, I would still start him. He got what 21 touches, 71 total yards, and a touchdown. That's not awful. You could do a lot worse. So would you start? Okay, let me ask you this then: Would you guys start Brian Hill or Raheem Mostert if Matt Brady doesn't play? It's a good one, right? Ooh, that is a challenging one. Can you repeat that again for me? Brian Hill or Raheem Mostert? Okay, so Brian Hill is going up against the Panthers. Uh, Carolina Panthers. Yep. Outside, first game. And Mr. Mostert is going Arizona. up against Arizona Cardinals. But he also competes with two other running backs, whereas Brian Hill is – they have practice squad Kenyon Barner. Wow. He's not, yeah, they got – I don't even know who the other guy is. It's, a, it's not uh, bad. I mean, just based on opportunity, I'd, I'd probably have to go with Brian Hill. I mean, I think Dan Quinn's fighting for his life at this point, so they're oh going to – You know what I mean? So it's uh, – the Panthers' defense is good. I mean, I think they have a better secondary than they do a, the, do a run defense. But if I'm going to do it, yeah, based on opportunity alone, I'm probably going to go with uh, Brian Hill against the Panthers. I mean, Aaron Jones did just torch that Panthers' defense. He didn't get like 300 yards, but he did get – a lot more touchdowns. Three touchdowns. To, to um, add to his total for the season. <laughs> uh, embarrassing. Here's a player that's more more sad, honestly, just for fans of the NFL. A.J. Green. Just when you think he's coming back, people drafted him, held on to him the entire season. Obviously, that's a complete waste of a bench spot for you. They haven't said he's going to be shut down, but, I mean, we've heard rumblings the entire offseason that he was angling for a contract. He obviously doesn't want to hurt himself further for the long term. Um, and the Bengals haven't won a game yet. We've talked about how putrid they are and how, I mean, they're they're going for the, the top two pick in the NFL draft. Do they really want to put their wide receiver one, one of their best players of all time, at risk when the season's already over with Ryan Finley? Um, my thinking is yes, because <laughs> I don't think AJ Green is a Bengal next year. No, I don't, I agree. I so agree they might that. look at his look at it as an opportunity, saying, you know what, we're not going to win anyway. We might as well put him out there because you know he's not going to be here next year. We don't care how the season goes at this point. I think it's I think his decision should be let's just take the year off. I'm going to rehab. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to go to a contender next year. I'm done here in Cincinnati. Had a good run, but I don't want to be here forever. Make some uh, decent Cincinnati, money. Cincinnati has a lot of growing pains to go through. They have to, you know to get Jonah Williams back, their first round pick last year for offensive line. They got to go get a quarterback. They have to build that offensive line even more than it already is. Terrible defense. So to start your best player right now when you have not won a game and you're probably not going to this year is just gross misconduct, in my opinion. Um, and I just I don't sure. agree with it. The sure. only team. The only winless team. Um, and it's kind of crazy because we thought the Dolphins would have done that. But I guess Cincinnati is going to be the first team relegated. And, and the Battle of New York showed that the Giants will be the second team relegated. Oh, my God. Talk about DJ, though. What a game if you started him. Holy crap. 300 yards, four touchdowns. Boom. And the Jets – the Jets, Dan, Danny Dimes, baby? Yeah, the Jets oh. can't even lose properly. Oh, my God. And the no. Dolphins – and the Dolphins either. Like, they, they, they had a 66% chance of getting the number one pick. And then after they just beat the Colts, I think it went down to, like, 16%. Which is amazing to me because the Dolphins are actually trying. They they don't care. They have like seven first round picks over the next three years. It they are no trying sense. to play part. It makes no sense. And they're probably just going to pick up uh, who was just cut from the Bucks. 
they're oh, like Vernon Hargraves. Vernon Hargraves. So he's going to be on waivers. They're going to pick him up. They, it'll be them or <laughs> the Bengals technically have the first choice. And the Bengals secondary is actually the best part of their team. Um, and it's not bad. Exactly. Yeah. Their secondary is actually probably the best part of any facet of their team. Um, so that makes no sense. So yeah, I mean, he could go to Miami. He could go to the Giants. He could go to the Jets. I mean, it's a possibility for any of them. I love that. That's like a snippet that we're even discussing that somebody wrote oh, wait, the Miami Dolphins usually pick up former first-round picks on waivers when they're tanking, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> which is true but hilarious. Because I remember, so, remember yeah. that when, um, when the Giants picked, I think, the 10th pick overall, my boy from uh, Ohio State, the cornerback, who I thought oh, Eli Apple? was incredibly overrated. Oh, God. Hargraves went, like, right around Hargraves the same went right time, before, I right? think it, was, it might have been that draft, yeah. Hargraves was touted yeah. out of college. I mean, yeah. Eli was, Apple was, too, and he played decent for a very short amount of time. Giants picked him first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Florida that year, the Gators had Tease Tabor, uh, Tease, yeah, Tease Tabor and Vernon Hargraves coming out of college, and both of them are supposed to be highly touted cornerbacks, and both of them royally suck. Ooh, yeah. So, any users? Yeah. <laughs> Any losers? Well, we got a couple a couple bye week teams this week. The Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Just gonna throw a couple names out there for you guys. Uh, Russell Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf. Lockett might be out for actually a couple weeks. Um, any tight end has seemingly been pretty successful. With looks like Ed Dixon coming back eventually. Chris Carson's out. That don't mean anything. No. <laughs> Russell's been phenomenal though. Yes, what top has. top QB before this week? I believe so. Yeah. With overall points, he's number one. With points per game, he's number two or three. But uh, I mean, he's he's the favorite totally. for the league MVP right now. But unless Lamar Jackson surpassed him after his performance against I have XFL Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, that was a great way to start the episode. Actually, I thought it was a uh, pretty pretty unique, and hopefully, you guys all like that too. Good, good work, brother. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes. Uh, the Packers are off. Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams, and the other Aaron Jones scoring three touchdowns a week. Which is phenomenal. Unreal. Uh, my New York Giants, which, aside from Danny Dimes, have been a complete disappointment. Well, Golden Tate's actually been awesome. Golden Tate's Slayton. been amazing. What a pick Slayton was. Fifth-round pick out of Auburn. That kid is nasty. He's got he's, some power. He's so inconsistent, though. That's the thing that it's like I, I every time I see him on the waiver, I'm like, oh, I want to pick this guy up. And then two games, you won't even – like, he will, he'll get, like, two catches for 15 yards. And then he With goes him. and – and then he puts up over 100 yards and two touchdowns. You know, like, it's just, it's just frustrating. But Golden Tate has definitely been the most consistent part of their offense. He's been absolutely incredible since he's come back. Oh, he's, he's been so good. He's been like a top 10 wide receiver in all formats. I think it's incredible. And Barkley is clearly still injured. Oh, without a doubt, he is still he Probably injured. shouldn't be playing at all. He, but, doesn't, he doesn't look the same in our offensive line. As, but yeah, that's what I would say. It's not even all his, like him. It's the fact that, like, if the Jets can push you back, that far over Barkley can't even get past the line of scrimmage. I mean, that shows how horrendous that Giants offensive line is. Like, what, 14 runs for, like, one yard? Yeah, he had one yard rushing. One. He didn't run it one time. I can tell you that. He ran it way more than one times. That's bad. That Schirmer has nothing to do with that either. And Gettleman has nothing to do with the offensive line that's supposed to be. It's supposed to be good, but Nate Solder. Woof. Woof. Oof. The Patriots, man, you got to give it to them. They just – They let them walk. They're smart. They're so smart. Who's that? And who to let go at the right time? Who's the Oakland Raider Raider one? The one that went to the Raiders from the uh, Patriots offensive tackle last year? Trent Brown. Trent Brown. He actually is not bad. He's playing better than I Yeah, exactly. He's playing better better than than I thought. Uh, But he's like a more talented, like massive human being. He's huge. So he can use his like physique. Eight feet arms. Yeah. (laughs) 
keep you away from him. Solder can't do anything. He's yeah. awesome. He's going to be a dancing with the stars Solder's next year. He's, <laughs> he's terrible. Uh, the Titans, unbelievable victory. That was a crazy, crazy game. I can't believe that field goal missed try and how the Chiefs – the Chiefs defense. I mean, Spagnola did a lot of good for New York, but he's done nothing for any team he's been with ever since then. So, To be fair to, to yes. him, though, that Chiefs defense was bad last year under Bob Sutton. So they if we're, we're splitting hairs here, I mean, that Chiefs defense is just bad. I mean, I mean they don't have so a ton of people. talent. Yeah, yep. and then everybody keeps saying, like, oh, it's, you know, it's so it's, – it's underrated and, like, oh – it is don't, not under anything. Don't miss – yeah, it's under a rock. Yeah, I wouldn't take it in the under for points either because – I really missed my Patriots defense this past week, though, against you, brother. I'll tell you that much. That, that blew. Yes. That, that was pretty bad. Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. Number one defense moving forward. What's, uh... The one thing I will take away from that KC-Titans game is that we knew absolutely nothing. We were so wrong about Derrick Henry. <laughs> I I was actually going to say that. Holy crap! He's not I even was, yeah. He's not even used in the passing game like at all. When he's like, having, when when, when Derrick Henry is breaking away for like sixty yard rushes, um, that's when you know that like you need to run because when that thing is when he is running towards you going at going you know seventeen it's like miles the juggernaut. Power, get out of the way. You don't I'm try to shot on the juggernaut. <laughs> Yeah, like, you, you physically can't tackle him at that point. Like, he used to be a player. The last few years, he was a player. You could knock him down at the line of scrimmage. A mammoth of a human being. But for some reason, when, he, when there was contact, he was done. And all of a sudden, it flipped a switch. Last five games last year and then this season, he's become a bulldozer. So, it's like, uh, it's he's like what the Giants – it's like what the Giants wanted Brandon Jacobs to be. Huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> not comparable. Eric Henry, I mean, I am. I am impressed. So I am impressed, my man. I, I you proved you 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 basically proved everyone wrong, and then you also kind of not everyone. Whoever picked him up, I guess. A yeah. lot of well, you proved you proved a lot of people. Well, but it's, yeah, what I was thinking is like Deion Lewis. I looked at my I looked at my drafts <laughs> from this season, and I looked at it was like you know that like mid to late third round pick, even early fourth round, and I'm like I took X player, Y player, Z player, all over Derrick Henry every time. <laughs> Yep. Every single time. And I'm like, Ugh. I look at it and I'm like, how? Well, like, I know I've always said I hated him. I won't draft him. But, like, I'm glad I'm proven wrong, honestly. Like, he's looked awesome. Number four in standard, number five in PPR. Which is uh, impressive. And he doesn't – he's got, like, four catches on the entire year. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's never been known for his hands. So, doesn't have to. He just has to hold it and run, run. north and south. Yeah, get him some – That was it. He's uh, looking, looking really good. Uh, with all those bye weeks, just some quick names I want to throw out there. Derek Carr against the Bengals this week. Totally. Put up some, put up some points. Uh, Kyle Josh Allen Jacobs against game. the Falcons that we talked about. First outdoor game for the Falcons. Um, and obviously, just to reiterate, Debo Samuel, the running back slash wide receiver who just runs over people if Emmanuel is out. Ooh, this one is, um, this is an interesting one. I think we actually saw this one today while we were prepping for the episode. So the timing is, the timing is relevant. Colin Kaepernick has actually arranged a private workout with the NFL in Atlanta this weekend. And I wonder if it had something to do with his, with the meetings that they had and the, and the agreement that was just forged. Didn't uh, he, couple, he met with, he met with Goodell, right? Like Goodell is actually helping him with this workout to like get exposure to the teams and whatnot. Well, I, I think it's honestly say what you want about the guy, but Hey, he's probably better than, at least a quarter of the quarterbacks that are out there right now. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this is kind of like a, a sticky wicket where it's like, you know, you're not really sure 
like how to feel because of all the things that have gone on with him over the past few years. And we can leave politics aside, leave all of that aside. Quick question right now. Boom. Mason Rudolph or Colin Kaepernick? It's not a close one. It's Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Mason, like, yeah. Not a, like, <laughs> throw out some names right off the bat. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Colin Kaepernick. Exactly. Like, granted, if I were Kaepernick, I'm not coming back to the NFL. Exactly. I'm not going to the Dolphins. Yes. But you get the point. Like, like there are certain situations, the Dolphins, the Bengals, where you know they're trying to lose for their future quarterback. They don't need Sam Darnold or Colin Kaepernick. As a Jets Jets fan. Okay. I I still believe in Sam Darnold. I don't believe in the Jets. So it's – that one. That one's a no-brainer in Sam Darnold. But my point is, is that Kaepernick still is young enough He's talented enough, and he's better than some of these, you know, terrible AAU quarterbacks. So I'm just Reds, – Redskins could even use him. Yeah, that's another one, a great one, where they have some formulation of a team but in they Washington. they don't know what Dwayne Haskins has. He's only started one game, and he's going to start the rest of the year. But he looks, looks brutal, doing Yeah, he too. looks pretty bad. He looks really bad. <laughs> Look who started for the Lions this week. Oh, I know. Jeff Driscoll? Exactly. Done. On an NFL That's why I always, I always got so Come confused on. by like the fact that like some of these guys were getting gigs, like when Mike Glennon kept getting signed to some team, but not just signed, like a good contract too. Right. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I know the NFL has it out for Kaepernick, but like also at the same time, it makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It makes zero sense. Kaepernick. I hope, I hope this might not be the end for him. If it is, I think he did it all with a purpose to it. And he has to live with that and he's okay with that. But if he does get another chance, I hope they make, he makes the best of it. Oh, God. I, I really, really hope so. That would be awful. Imagine he comes back and then he just gets cut, like, after, like, two weeks. There's a chance. I mean, Tebow. <laughs> it could be Tebow style, for sure. You know. Win a playoff game and then you never yeah. hear from him again. <laughs> Everybody loves Tim Tebow, though. So weird. That's true. They're on opposite sides of the spectrum, mm-hmm. for sure. But Big divisional game this Thursday between the Steelers and the Browns. James Conner, two full practices in a row. The Browns are giving up 135 yards and five yards per carry on the ground. You immediately put him right back into a one spot, correct? Every totally. time. Totally. Connor's clear- actually if, – if you actually look at the numbers – He's amazing. He's actually – his average points per game are 18 points in a PPR per game. That's is, really not that bad. He's <laughs> so good. He started off really slow in the beginning, and it's crazy because Big Ben was still there, and now it's like Mason Rudolph, and he's playing phenomenal – yeah, Connor has been hurt, and he's actually – he's missed, what, two games, right? Uh, two uh, and a half, two, maybe? Yeah, two. He's basically missed two and a half plus games, and he's been injured in and out. And yet he still is averaging almost 18 yards per – 18 points per game, which is the same as who? Alvin Kamara, also been injured this entire time. Wow. He's averaging 0. .4 points uh, less per game than Nick Chubb, okay? So he really is performing better than some people think. He really is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he is their team because they can't do anything else. Juju right. is like a wide receiver three. Oh, yeah. And also, right now. Oh, and also he's, he's performing better per better. game than Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott is at 17.6 points per game, while James Conner is at 17.8 points per game. That is uh, brutal. That's awesome. Put that in your great pipe and smirk it. Oh, God, that's great. I'm excited. I missed him a lot this week. I had to start Latavius Murray, and well, thanks Austin Eckler for getting me. <laughs> hey, he had a touchdown. He saved. He I did. He saved. He saved, he saved the day. <laughs> <laughs> but James Conner, it'll be nice to see him now. Do you do you guys think the Browns are may have found something? Huh? Maybe this week transition into the next guy, uh, Kareem Hunt. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say yes. 
Um, I mean, I, they beat the Bills. Kareem Hunt last year. Okay, let's remember. Let's, let's Kareem, the, Kareem the Dream, as you used to call him. Kareem the Dream. <laughs> I don't say that anymore. For I, I'm not going to give him any more nicknames. I'm just going to call him Kareem Hunt. He's just Kareem. Um, last year he missed what the last five games of the season, and he still finishes a running back one. Okay, yes, that is he correct. finishes running back ten, I believe. That's how talented Kareem Hunt is as a running back. He really and is. If Cleveland wants to win games, which they're not very good at apparently, um, they're going to u- utilize their two-headed back in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They're going to use Chubb on the ground. They're going to use Kareem Hunt semi on the ground and semi through the air, and it's going to work. I mean, because their offense hasn't worked to this point, why not start using Kareem Hunt? And guess what? They won a game. So maybe and against the Bills games. too, which yeah, is going to be a good defense. Exactly. Against a good defense. I mean, he had four carries, 40 yards, nine targets, seven catches, 44 yards. Yeah, played Baker, more than half the snaps, too. So he doesn't throw it downfield. Well, when he does, it's usually picked. But, and, so. and that's the thing. The offense is only as good as Baker. If Baker is not good, everyone else is, like, really bad. Yep. And I, mean, I know that's concerted effort to get him the ball. Nine targets? Are you kidding me? Seven yeah. catches? I mean, he's immediately in a flex conversation. So. Exactly. Because Jarvis and OBJ got – 12 and 10 targets. Jarvis had a nice game. Jarvis, Jarvis had a great game. Do you think Jarvis is a must start now? Or is he still going to be? I think Jarvis has been a start all season. I don't, I mean, Jarvis. Is, I guess it depends on your team. Cause I actually sat him in one league this week. I mean, Jarvis is a, he's a, I mean, he, since game one, he's been, you know, wide receiver two and a half wide receiver three or flex spot. You know what I mean? Like I, I still have the confidence in Jarvis Landry um, to perform. It might not be to the point he had last week, but Jarvis Landry has always been, relevant you know it's just never been to like that you know 25 and up point range this was his best game by far yeah. so he's he's teetered in the wide receiver three four range i think for most of the year and hopefully they've found something with kareem hunt hopefully he gets the ball to uh, jarvis landry a little bit more as well our favorite saint nick is back tis the season and hopefully he just throws to dj chuck tis the season Wow. To throw to DJ Chark. Every play, throw it deep. Nick Foles is back. The Gardner Minshew mustache era, although we are in November, seemingly over. Nick Foles, I'm very excited actually to see him. I kind of want to see what he has to he it's just it's just a shame what happened to him. First game. I mean, it's just like oh awful. Well, if it was gonna happen to anyone who's always been injury prone who signed a big contract, I mean it was gonna happen to Nick Foles. <laughs> if we're being honest here, I mean on the most beautiful 50-yard bomb you've yeah, ever seen in your life, too. <laughs> if I could have picked anybody to happen to, for it to happen to, it would have been him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he comes back to a Jacksonville team that's actually performing better than I thought they would in his absence. They're four and five. I mean, granted, they are last in the division. However, they are also below teams that are five and five, five and four, and six and three. Nobody is running away with this division in the AFC South. So, I, I mean, he has a chance to step into a situation where they could be making a run at that division. Um, DJ Shark is still a very relevant player in that offense. DD Westbrook is still a very relevant player in that offense. So I, I'm hoping this is an uptick for the two of them, but we we shall see. Brother, your um your potential number one fantasy performer of the season. Sorry to to bring up you know past memories and all, but he I think he's I think he's mostly hurt, right? So they probably should gotta be rolling him out there, right? He looks he looks really really bad. He looks battered. He doesn't look good, I can tell you that. He looks battered, beaten, and bruised. He couldn't run. He couldn't, he couldn't run. He couldn't turn. He couldn't spin. It's DJ. It's David Johnson for, for everyone out there. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, 
<laughs> Honestly, I've, I have no idea. I don't, I mean, if, it, if this is a contract year for him, I haven't looked too much into it. I was gonna he just signed a very large contract, actually. Yes, he did. Uh, that's very unfortunate. Now we'll see what happens because they have Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, who's pretty solid running back. And Kenyon Drake clearly needed to get out of Miami, as does probably every single player. But I am, I don't, I would, I'm not starting him. You can't even start him. Well, and what you could get for him, and I'm talking NFL trades here, not fantasy trades. What you could get for DJ is still pretty substantial. Exactly. As far as a real team goes, yes. So, I mean, with Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake, I mean, I could see this as a possible, granted, no team is going to want to take on the contract they gave him at the running back position. It's just, they're not going to want to do it. I mean, I, I, I've become a firm believer in the, in the running back, in the pay scale of a running back. It's just not there anymore. As we can see with, I don't know, Todd Gurley, for example. Ooh, is that another running back that we planned on just talking about? But it was a seamless transition. I had to take it. So I went. No, it, was, it was beautiful. I mean, Todd Gurley is another one. He got paid in the offseason. Uh, paid. I mean, it's too, not this season, <laughs> season before. My apologies. But my point is, is that you're seeing two running backs who were unbelievably talented on their way to being two of the top 15 best running backs um, of all time. Until, it could have been Hall of Famers, exactly. Like if until, they kept this wait, up. But it was until, you know, they weren't, um, which they aren't anymore. They, neither one of them are top 10 running backs in the NFL today. Uh, what we've seen from Gurley is just the complete fear of the uh, Los Angeles Rams for using him. The Rams uh, are just bad, too. A complete fear. Yeah, a fear from Sean McVay <laughs> on what his offensive scheme actually is. Game, I mean, gameplay. Gameplay? It's, the Todd Gurley situation, though, is gameplay. twofold. The first fold is Sean McVay. We, Sean McVay went from an offensive genius to an offensive question mark. We knew this, too. And Todd Gurley went from a top-tier running back to maybe he needs to retire kind of conversation. He looks bad, too. I don't even, I wouldn't even – honestly, you have to – I feel like in some leagues you have to start him. I mean, I think we got him in two leagues, right? I mean, I, I went into this year saying I have no problem taking him the second round, and I don't regret saying that because he has all the talent in the world. In a couple his, weeks. If his knees aren't there and if that offense isn't there and – his opportunity isn't there, and you're splitting it between three running backs. What is the situation going on in Los Angeles? But it's also what what do you like? What are you saying, McVeigh? Like it was his he didn't get the ball that much last game because of the gameplay or game script. What game script? You're playing from behind against the Steelers. Todd Gurley was the MVP of the league. You're you're looking at a bulldozer, and the guy is averaging just a little over 11 rushes a game, and he's not even used in the passing game. Cooper Cup had zero catches last week. That is another thing that really bothers the crap out of me. What, what is up with the Rams? They are just – they're not. They're a mediocre team right now. They need to figure something out. Dude, Todd Gurley is the 24th ranked <laughs> running back in PR right now, right behind <laughs> Jamal Williams – and slightly ahead of David Montgomery and Tevin Coleman. Wow, he's surrounded. Points. He is surrounded by people who just consistently. Well, not Jamal Williams, not so much. But he is surrounded by people like David Montgomery, who is just. Uh, I, I'm not going to say it because I, you know, how much I love the word. But David Montgomery and that Chicago offense is such an enigma, oh, man. It's yeah. such an enigma. It's I such mean, a Jim Carrey and Batman. He is. He is. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I mean, for him to be up there with Gurley is baffling. Tevin Coleman, too, and Tevin Coleman, well, Tevin Coleman missed time, though. But exactly, yeah. that's like the sad thing, too. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, because if actually, if you look at it, Tevin Coleman 
when I reflect on Tevin Coleman's season to this point, besides the injury, he's been really good. Exactly. He's been efficient. Like, Todd Gurley has just been given the opportunity, somewhat of the opportunities. Not even. To Malcolm Brown um, or Daryl Henderson. They need to move back to St. Louis. They, <laughs> L.A. is clearly not working out for them or the Chargers. So, No, for sure. Todd it's, Gurley. It's pretty bad. You're disappointing us all. Let's jump into our Sunday dinner segment. Insert Italian music here. I'm going to make him an offer, Captain. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Mama always said you. Dave from Fantasy Go asks, what do you think of Terry McLaurin for the rest of the season? That's a good question. I see a lot of that on Twitter. Is Case Keenum the quarterback or is his former college quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, the NFL version of the quarterback? It's like an ironic question, too, because it's like, oh, they played together at Ohio State and they absolutely tore up the entire nation. Yeah. Until, you know, they both moved from (laughs) college football level to NFL level. So what we're seeing is that they might not have a connection. No. I would sit. I'm. I'm bench. If he's on my team, I am benching I'm, him. I'm not agreeing wholeheartedly with that. I think that Terry McLaurin is scary Terry for a reason. He's talented, um, yes, but Dwayne Haskins is bad. But there's no one else. Who else? Who else is he <laughs> throwing to? No one because he can't throw. I mean, who's left? He's been sacked multiple times every single game he's been out there. It's it. Adrian right. Peterson is the only one on that team that. I, I can say I completely trust. And that's even like... Well, Darius Weiss is aggressive. Right. Yeah, Jeez, the, the, the juice man's back. And Chris Thompson might be back. So who knows? They might try and run the ball 97% of the game just to keep Haskins from throwing interceptions. I think McLaurin is a talented player with yeah. a lot of upside, but this... Wide, wide receiver three maybe rest of the season? Uh, he's, like, a, he's a number one and a half. One flex, to me. Two flex maybe. Flex maybe, right? I'm not going like to bench him. I think he's got talent, but... Three or flex with upside. Yeah, because... Depends, on, depends on your team, I guess. Who they're playing, who's covering him. He's one of those players where Haskins just has to throw it and McLaurin's going to make the play. So if, if, if given the opportunity, he can make the plays. It's all about how the quarterback plays. Second question comes from our boy Riff Raff. Kamish, what do you think of the Matt Stafford injury? Oh, it's not good. That was a surprise. It came out of nowhere. I know. We didn't hear about surprise. it until the morning of, right? Were the Lions even reporting he it correctly? Because I think they're being investigated. He had a that. fracture in his back, which is kind of crazy. How does no one notice that? Let's like breaking a rib. You'll note it right off the bat. Like Several. There were several fractures. Yeah. Like, it, it causes you so much discomfort and pain that you should know something is wrong. I've thrown my back out. I know you have. You've broken your back, brother, but you've thrown yeah. it out. And that's nowhere near as far as fracturing. And I can't, yeah. I can't even move. So I can't even imagine. And here's the thing. He that's wanted to play. He wanted to play. He's having a phenomenal season. He's, having sure. oh, he's, he's the number six quarterback, actually. He is playing awesome amazing. And then Riff Raff, he did, he did tell us he panicked and traded for Tom Brady. I actually oh, think – I don't think that was a panic trade. I think that was actually pretty Five. wise. Who did he give up, though? Ah, that's we'll have to we'll have to follow up with our boy. I'll message him on Twitter, but I don't know, man. Matt Patricia, they he's he's just like the Patriots. He's kind of keeping things on, you know, hush hush a little bit with him. They're I think mathematically maybe still alive for the playoffs, but chances are they're not gonna make it. So it's like why rush him back? Yeah. They're right. playing they a very tough division. They can't run the ball the, at all. Clearly. Carry on's out. Carry on exactly. So Ty is a concussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in it's a lost season for the Trust is out. <laughs> yeah, you got you got Green Bay at eight and two in front of you. You got Minnesota at seven and three. I mean, I don't see much hope for them, but 
And then even the wild card teams are like still way ahead of them too. Yeah, you're so. talking about Seattle, who's eight and two. I mean, so it's they're not in great shape, but the Lions are. I mean, the Bears aren't much to compete with at this rate anyway. So I, I just I think it's a bad loss because of Stafford's season so far this year. He's played with a lot of heart and a lot of grit, um, but it's also very confusing. Here are two quick questions for you. One being, Devin Singletary has a flex this week against the Dolphins. True or false? Go. True. Ooh. I say true as well. Yeah. Guess against the Dolphins, yeah. He's I wouldn't matter if it was against the Dolphins or not. I think Devin Singletary has breakaway talent. And at this rate, for my flex one position or my flex two position, whatever it may be, I'm looking for a guy that's going to break tackles, you know, make opportunities for himself. And even though the, the opportunities might not be there, the efficiency is. He's so. had one good game. I understand. Two games ago. But he's also a rookie. And also, I get it. But he is a breakaway kind of player. He is a shifty speedy awesome player and i think all he needs is the opportunities and they are going to you know he is going to make the most of them and four teams are on by well that's it yeah and the dolphins i guess are playing for the playoffs now so (laughs) (laughs) bills are gonna have to compete they actually played the bills really tough last game yeah if the dolphins win three in a row i might give up on football oh my god (laughs) i am I might give, they might give up on the first pick. We're going to just stick with Ryan Fitzmagic. Yeah, anyway. Stephen Ross is going to freaking sell yeah. the team. <laughs> my, must, my mustache will fall off. <laughs> oh. Mine's too big to ever fall off. <laughs> uh, second question coming in from 2-on-1 Listener Pod at 2-on-1 FB Podcast. And this is a crazy question, pal. It's a good one, actually. The Browns have struggled all year. If Njoku comes back next week, do you start him? Absolutely not, I say. What do you guys think? Uh, he was good to start the year. I, The Browns, though, are – they won, which let's all applaud them for that. But they are a hot dumpster fire. And if Beckham can't get it going, I don't see a reason why Njoku would get it going. So, at this point, I think they're going to run it with Chubb. They're going to use Kareem Hunt. Um, Jarvis had a nice game, like we said before. So, I, I, I just – I. First game back from injury after a lot of missed time. The Browns are a hot mess. I just – I don't see the correlation between him and fantasy points. Well, what if – I guess what if you had, like, Jimmy Graham or Jonu Smith and, like, you really need a tight end, like, to start? Blake Jarwin. Yeah, I guess I would probably look elsewhere. With yeah. if, if Kareem Hunt wasn't playing, then I guess I would maybe think about starting Njoku. But the fact that he played more than half the snaps and actually had nine targets. Yeah, I just – I, I – I don't have the utmost confidence in it. Granted, you could play any tight end, not name, you know, not named the top five out of the yes, top five. Exactly. And they could let you down. So it's And the game's Thursday, right? Like, I mean, it's it's, it's, like it's a quick turnaround. So I'd rather see you start someone like Godair. Or who who's that guy? I think his last name's Howard on the uh oh, God. On the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay. Oh God. Yeah. What I noticed, brother, is that I I I dropped him last week. You started him against me. Now, if I would have started him instead of Janu, I still would have lost to you, I believe. Because <laughs> you, you probably would have still started some. So I'm actually not too upset, but oh my God, OJ Howard. I, I don't know. The fact that happened against you, though, is ridiculous because uh, why would God. I ever think about picking him up? It's because you slap. That is a slap in the, it, in the jewels. It's only because I had Waller <laughs> in my flex position because you didn't hear how bad the injury was to Evan Ingram until like Saturday. Right. Well, exactly. They, they said out. Yep. And it's like, yep. oh, now I need a tight end. Who's out there? Wait, OJ Howard's out there. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, OJ Howard. We went over this a week ago or two weeks ago or three weeks Freaking ago. Jerk. Was. I said, OJ Howard at some point is going to get his fill. Oh, be quiet. No, you don't give it. It's so talented. <laughs> I believe <laughs> I don't want to hear it. No, you didn't. Worst That's because they played the Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> they played the Cardinals. Awful. Like, 
Yeah, we knew it was going to happen. The Cardinals stink. On that note, for past future predictions and future predictions. My favorite are past future yeah. predictions. <laughs> Call us out, please. If, ah. if, if you will go back and, and Keeley said that, then Why sure. is it always me? Because <laughs> you just said you said it. Well, that's just this situation. <laughs> it always they're, be. Playing, they're playing the Saints this week, and the Saints are probably pretty pissed. So after – out there too in a, a bunch I think of, the uh, Saints can win by 30. A bunch of uh, waivers. I, I mean, I, I hope so. That means Jameis Winston will have to throw the ball. Yeah, the Saints, the Saints could win this game by a lot because that defense – Agreed. Yeah, I think they could eat them. You know, I think it's just going to be brutal. For yeah. lunch. Yeah. Cannibalism. For Cannibalism on the field? No, I'm not going to eat each other. Never mind. <laughs> I, I had a thought. I didn't finish it, so it's fine. It's like, and it's like an in-state rivalry. Michigan against Michigan State. We got it. 12 o'clock noon, Eastern Standard Time. Except so tune in. Tampa Bay and – Wait, you're talking about Tampa Bay and New Orleans? They're not the same state. Well, you were talking about like – all that other crazy stuff. Oh, that I, eating each I other. Related it to no, 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 in-state no. rivalry. I thought we were going. I thought we were going for like Tampa, New Orleans, because they are definitely not the same state. Yeah. I like eating. No, I, tra- <laughs> I transitioned. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so please continue to hold us accountable. Ask us any questions. You can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're in most podcast platforms, including iTunes. This is the Fantasy Fam signing off. Mm-hmm.